Welcome to Underscotted Podcast, brought to you by Maria Dornell, realtor, helping families open the doors to their dream homes. Welcome to Underscotted. I'm Corey Felton, and today I'm here with uh, Coach Colin Drafts. I'm the head football coach at Nice High School in Ponte Vedra, Florida, and also do uh, private quarterback training and camps working with Walker Sports here in Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, Coach, how you doing today? I appreciate you taking your time out, especially during this time period in America. Man, just to share a few things with me. Definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm excited to be here, and, and uh, I mean, no better time than to do a podcast than right now, I guess. So, uh, but uh, yeah, things things are going well. Excited to be here. Yeah, thank you, Coach. Coach, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, currently I'm the head football coach at, at Nice High School in Ponte Vedra, Florida. Uh, been on that post for almost a year now. Took the job back in, I guess it was April of last year. Uh, been coaching football now for going on. 13, 14 years, uh, played played the uh, the game my entire life. You know, just growing up playing Pop Warner football, middle school, played high school football, um, my hometown of Beaufort, South Carolina. I was lucky enough to go off and play college football, played quarterback my whole life too, left, left that, that fact out, but played quarterback at Charleston Southern University from 2003 to two, 2006. And after that, I, I bounced around the Arena Football League for seven years and Jumped right into coaching and, and uh, been in a couple couple different stops. Uh, was in Orlando, Florida, as a coordinator for five years at a couple different high schools down there. Got my first head coaching job at East River High School, which is in Orlando, Florida. That was 2016. Moved back home to South Carolina for two years, and, and then a year ago, like I said, moved back down to Florida. And thinking this move is probably going to be permanent now in a great area and a great spot with uh, with East High School, and then uh, also with the uh, with the quarterback training too down here in Florida is, is, is a good gig and, and uh, feel good about where I'm at, but that's kind of my, a, a brief description of my football story. Man, that's a lifetime of a football story. <laughs> I left a lot out too, but uh, I didn't want to try to make a long story short, but yeah, that sounds like a lifetime of football that, Hey man, congratulations yeah. on that. Um, Appreciate it. So, Coach, can you tell me what exactly inspired you to be a coach? I mean, I, now that I see the track, I understand why you're yeah. a coach, but can you just give me what was your inspiration to, to become a coach? Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, for me, it's e- easy answer. Uh, my dad was a lifelong coach and high school teacher. Uh, he actually was a basketball coach. I come from a basketball family. He was my high school basketball coach um, at Battery Creek High School, my hometown, Beaufort, South Carolina. He also was a history teacher, so I kind of grew up just being in that that lifestyle of being a coach's son and seeing what that life was like. And I was lucky enough at a young age to realize that's what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be a coach. I knew I wanted to do it at the high school level and be a teacher. Uh, so uh, as soon as I got to college, I was an education major and wanted to go down that path. Uh, I did play basketball my whole life as well, but just ended up uh, falling in love with the, with the game of football just the atmosphere of it, the Friday night lights, the emotion uh, as a player, and then definitely as a coach, just, you know, getting those kids at a young age and, and being out on the field with them and, you know, year, year-round year training in the weight room, just all the stuff that goes into high school football. And I just love it. I love what I do. Uh, I love training quarterbacks as well. That's something I'm passionate about. Uh, I haven't played that position my whole life. But, uh, again, uh, you know, just uh, definitely have to credit, uh, my, you know, my, my path or route to be becoming a coach is definitely because of my father. Man, that's incredible. Coaches are like 
second dads anyway. Definitely. And yep. for yep. some for some athletes, the coaches are like their only father. Yeah. And I know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've I've seen that. Uh, you know, in in my brief, uh, it's, it's starting to become not brief coaching career now. I'm pushing thirteen to fourteen years now, but uh, and and hopefully many more to come. But in that short amount of time, I've coached numerous kids that would fall into that category. Like you said, uh, either second father, you know, you really at least a second father, all of them. But a lot of times. Uh, you could be the only, you know, hopefully positive male role model they have in their lives. And again, you know, I've had opportunities to coach at the college level at G8 for two years, and, and it was it was cool. But I really enjoy coaching at the high school level and training that age of kids because you can be, in my opinion, you know, have a, have a greater impact on their growth and maturation, and uh, you know, their 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 process in the game of football at that age. Uh, they're just more impressionable. So. Uh, being able to, you know, be a positive role model and teaching those life lessons, of course, on and off the field is really, you know, what I'm passionate about and, and why I, I enjoy what I do so much. And we appreciate that in the community of sports because, like, coaches are – good coaches are out there. Great coaches are out there. Coaches that go above and beyond, they're out there. So any coach that does all the above is, you know, it's really appreciated to have those type of coaches in the community of sports right now. Yeah, sure. Right. And I, I appreciate you saying that. And I think uh, there's a, a lot of really good coaches out there, obviously, uh, especially in this area. You know, I was familiar with the with the greater Jacksonville area before. I played for the Jacksonville Sharks back in 2012 briefly, uh, but I'd never coached in this area before. But the, the coaching, the level of coaching in, you know, Jacksonville, you're talking about Duval County, Clay County, St. John's County. There's some really good high school football coaches and trainers that do it the right way, that really care about kids and are making an impact in, in these young men's lives. And, that, and that's awesome. That is what we look for out here, uh, to always make an impact. I knew my coaches when I was growing up, they meant the world to me when I was being coached. Uh, I had some difficult times with coaches. <laughs> right, as, as we all do. You know, there's always there's going to be those ups and downs. You know, it's like uh, – like you know even in a family you know you're going to have some arguments here or there but uh when the when the love is shared both ways and you're both trying to you know achieve a common goal that you can get through those ups and downs that is so true that is absolutely true now i heard you speak of your coaching experience has been almost 13 14 years correct mm-hmm. Man, that's yep a- so uh you know i got uh, as soon as i got done playing at charleston southern um, I was coming out, I was doing, uh, you know, trying to get a shot to the NFL, was getting a couple sniffs here or there, went out to California and Orlando, did some training, uh, just prepping for my pro day and whatnot, uh, and when that, when the NFL didn't work out for me, I jumped right into to playing arena football. Well, the good thing, it really worked out for me because arena football, um, that season is like winter, spring. So basically, you would start camp in February. And, and the season would run its course and you would be done, you know, by August. So what I would do is I would play an arena football season and then I would come back uh, in the beginning of my career. I would come go back to Charleston, South Carolina and be able to coach in the fall and play in the spring. So I was a GA at Charleston Southern for two years. I coached high school football in South Carolina for two years. And then I signed on in 2011 to play for the Orlando Predators, the arena football team down there. When I moved down there, I originally thought I was just going down there to play football and go back to South Carolina. 
I got a call from a buddy of mine uh, who actually had coached me in college, uh, but had since moved on to being a high school coach in Orlando. He was the head coach at Olympia High School. So when he found out that I was, you know, going to be down there playing ball, he reached out to me and offered me the, the varsity quarterback coach and offensive coordinator job. Uh, and I felt like at that time, this was 2011, it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Uh, Olympia High School, you know, eight A program right in the heart of Orlando, you know, big time football in the state of Florida. And uh, the best career move ever made uh, for me, just from a, from a growth standpoint. And at that point, too, as I was really starting to transition from having more love uh, to play the game to actually to, to coach the game. You know, that's when I was kind of making that transition from a, from a player to a coach and uh, tons of stories that go along with that. But probably the best one for me is the first quarterback that I ever really coached in Orlando who was, you know, played for me was DeAndre Francois, who was the kid that went on to be the starting quarterback for Florida State and whatnot. So me and him kind of have a neat story and how that whole thing worked out. But, uh, again, it's just, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to be put in that position, and and, uh, and, and now the years have passed, but here I am now in, in, uh, at Nice. Man, that's awesome. And did, you said DeAndre Francois. DeAndre Francois, right, was my played for me at Olympia High School for two years. This would have been 2011, 2012, his freshman and sophomore year. Um, we all let, we actually left Olympia High School, that staff. I traveled with the head coach to West Orange High School. Uh, DeAndre ended up finishing his senior year at IMG, um, but I've always stayed in touch with him, um, kept a good relationship with him, and, and just recently – we actually reconnected because he's coming out. Uh, he'll be in the draft this year. I've been helping him train for his pro day, just doing some quarterback work with him and, and whatnot. So it's been neat to kind of see it full circle with a kid that I got to meet at the beginning of his process when he was a freshman in high school and now try to help him get to that next level as well with achieving his goal of, of playing in the NFL, hopefully. Man, that is, that's amazing, Coach. That walk right there, like I said, coaches who walk with you through the entire process. That for sure. Those are rare, but when you have one like that, that's the greatest moments that come back on an athlete. And he reached back out to you during this whole time frame to make sure that during this time period, he uh he still acknowledges that hey, coach, I saw something in you way back when I was a freshman and sophomore that probably is going to help me out in my future here going toward the NFL. Yeah, it's it's been a really neat experience. I'd, I have to say I'm blessed with that with that opportunity and, and it really is about uh you can always kind of circle back to it's about relationships and if you're doing it uh if you make strong you know bonds and relationships with these kids and they really can tell that you care about them uh then it definitely makes it makes it uh makes it worth it in the long run now speaking on the training on the training part of uh coaching yep. you also have like this quarterback online school that's coming up Given our right. our you know recent circumstances in our environment, can, right? Can you elaborate on the uh, QB online program, please? Yeah, for sure. So uh, uh, kind of circle back a little bit there. Uh, when I I've been working uh, just recently, uh, signed on to work with uh, Walker Sports, which is a training company in Jacksonville, Florida, run by Ryan Walker. Uh, he's a former JU quarterback, former quarterback for the Jacksonville Sharks. Uh, so I'm doing some stuff with them. It's, it's been an awesome opportunity for me to uh, 
you know, pair up on the training aspect. For me, it's really two sides. I mean, I'm a high school football coach and I teach PE as well. That's my full-time job, both things I'm extremely passionate about. But on the side, I've always done, you know, training in camps as well. So it's been a neat partnership for me to team up with these guys, uh, some of the best to do it in the Jacksonville area. Uh, and specifically now that we're in this situation uh, with, uh, you know, with the quarantine, basically, uh, it's, it's a tough deal for everybody. I had a big camp. Um, Plan for months that I was going to do in Orlando. It's called Spring Break Quarterback. I've done it for years and get, uh, you know, about 20 quarterbacks together in Orlando, Florida, and we put on a three day camp. And that was actually supposed to be this past Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. For obvious reasons, I had to shut that down. And what I've been seeing across the country, I mean, everybody's obviously shutting all that stuff down, um, you know, so it was a loss of an opportunity. But at the same point in time, I always try to look at the <laughs> At a situation with the glass half full, and what can we do? What can, what can we provide uh, for quarterbacks to be able to you know learn and train and do some stuff at home? So that's kind of where the idea originated from. And basically, it's just going to be a week long, uh, you know, online webinar basically where quarterbacks can register, log in, and we're just going to talk about purely the the mental aspects of uh, playing quarterback and. Uh, Trust me, there's a lot you could do. You could, there's so much to talk about. That could be a lot longer than a week long. But uh, I wanted to try to, you know, put it in a, in a bundle or, or a seven-day deal, so to speak, and, and uh, kind of trim it down to what I believe are the most important things is playing that position at the high school level and talking about, uh, you know, leadership characteristics and goal planning. And then obviously, uh, you know, the X to nose parts of playing quarterback coverage identification, front identification, just knowing what you're looking at as a quarterback, knowing how to read the defense, learning how to, you know, operate and execute RPOs, which are a huge part of football now. Uh, so just trying to put some stuff out there to give kids the opportunity where they can get better, uh, but but obviously do it uh, safe, to do it in the safety of their, of, their, of their own home as well and just do it online. So, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's something new, and uh, just never be afraid to kind of put yourself out there and see where it can go. That's innovation. That's innovation. A lot of places were not prepared for this to go on at all, and a lot of programs were not prepared for this. To be able to innovate and, you know, see an opportunity where you could still provide knowledge and help the community that you serve, that is truly innovation at at its finest. Um, Being that kids are our home, they have more access to the Internet for ones who have it to actually sit back and, absorb everything that's going on around them for the athlete that's right. out there, you know, that's in limbo worrying about, well, how can I train? What can I do with a program like this? They're able to see things and get their mind clear and understand that you can still reach your goals. Just don't listen to the outside noise right now. Right. So, for sure. And I think that's what the situation that we're in now, you know, as whether you're a football coach, whether you're a trainer or really whatever, you know, world you're, you know, business world you're living in right now, we're all being forced to either, you know, adapt and adjust or, or kind of get left behind, you know, and that was one of the first things with, you know, that we had to look at and that I'm studying right now, you know, as the head coach at Nice, you know, we're not allowed to be around our kids at all right now. Uh, players, students, we're just not allowed to do it for obvious reasons. So what are we going to do to give our kids uh, some tools to keep getting better, whether that's you know, emailing them or texting them a workout every day that they could be doing at home, uh, sending them some stuff online via huddle, film work, board work, whatever the case may be. Everybody right now is in the same situation. 
you know, so it's really how you respond and adapt to the situation that we're all put in right now that can kind of make or break you as an individual, you know, accomplishing whatever goals you, you set out to accomplish in 2020 and definitely as a team as well. You know, we had a ton of positive momentum since January at, at Nice with what we were doing in the weight room and our all-season program, and now it just got put to a, you know, abrupt halt right now. But we're going to, you know, roll with the punches, make the best of, of the situation, adapt and adjust, and keep on, you know, moving forward the best we can. And that's that's key right now. That is key because, like I said, there's so many athletes out there, a ton of athletes to be exact, <laughs> that, right. yep. that seek knowledge right now. Knowledge is everything to these kids right now because there are a lot of kids who are in that 2020 class and may have not signed yet nowhere, and they're in limbo, right. and now they're worried. Their parents are worried, and it's just a lot going on. Recruiters are told by the NCAA um, everything's at a halt right now until we figure out what's going to happen next. And right. As an athlete, that could wear on you mentally and emotionally more than anything right now. It's like being afraid of, like, what's going to happen to my opportunity now that right. the world has seemed to close out on everything. But given that you have created a tool that quarterbacks can use online to help enhance them along the way, that type of tool is part of something that other programs need to look into to where they can help their quarterbacks or even their teams during these time, down times to create that success factor no matter what. Once this is over with, we haven't missed a beat. We haven't lost a step. This is where we're at right, right. now. So that's, that's sure. key and critical. That is really key and critical right now. Right, yeah. Like I said, just uh, trying to do the best we can. You know, utilizing technology is basically all we have right now. and Kind of uh, – you know, roll with the punches and, and make the best of it, and make the best of it and go from there. So, Now, you're, you're the head coach at Nice. Can you talk about some players, at least players to watch while we're talking? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we uh, we were fairly young last year. It was my first season. We started eight sophomores and a freshman on varsity, which is, which is good for, you know, the future of the program. You have to take your lump sometimes when you do that. But uh, – you know, we're looking at 2021 kids, you know, guys that will be upcoming seniors this next year. We've got a really, uh, really good uh, you know, outside linebacker, strong safety body type that, that started for us on defense last year, a kid named Josh Ely. Um, he's about 6'1", 195, very explosive, runs well, uh, just kind of a pure defensive guy. You know, he's roaming the field. Uh, will, will, you know, lower his shoulder and, and, and uh, form tackle, tackle you up all night long. Just a good, hard-nosed football player and a great athlete, too. So he had a good good year for us this, uh, this past season and looking for big things uh, for him moving forward. Uh, another 2021 kid, we have uh, Kyle Basler, uh, who really could play anywhere on the field. Last year, we played him at uh, fullback, tight end. He played defensive end, linebacker. He's just like the prototype football kid. I mean, he is the he was our team captain last year. I was only a junior, just uh, hands down the best leader on our team. Just uh, vocal kid, leads by example. I mean, he checks all the boxes. High academic kid. He also starts on our baseball team. And I could definitely see him playing college football. You know, either at uh, be a heck of a fullback at the college level, or maybe even a D lineman or a linebacker. But uh, just a, just a pure football player, great kid as well. And we also have um, a really, really strong and, and, uh, and deep 2022 class. So kids that started for us, you know, as sophomores this year, 
that'll only be juniors next year. Uh, really excited about that bunch and the, and the youth of our program, a kid named Grant Stevens uh, that I think is going to be on a lot of people's radar. He already is before, but he's already six foot three, uh, about 200, 205 pounds. He's a tight end, kind of a tight end H back hybrid force. Uh, he's going to grow into being easily be like a six, four, 220, 225 pound kid at the high school level. Uh, big physical, strong route runner, high points to football, uh, made, made a lot of plays for us last year. Uh, starts, uh, starts on our basketball team as well in these high school. Great kid, hardworking kid. Sky's the limit for him. I mean, he has, he has a ton of potential. Uh, another wide out that we have, kind of in the same boat as Grant, uh, you know, started for us the whole season, was young, but, but grew a lot as the year went on. Uh, Donovan Wilson, six foot three, 185 pounds. He's our backside X, runs well, good, clean, sharp routes. He's got decent speed, big physical kick, can go up and high point the football. Looking for a lot of things out of him. Uh, and to stay in that same group, too, another another receiver, uh, kid named Dom Henry. He's um, about 5'10, 175 pounds, very shifty, very explosive, uh, has good speed, plays baseball at Nice as well. So he's a multiple sport kid. Uh, I, I told him after the season straight up, I said, Dom, I probably should have used you more, but moving forward for the next two years, he's going to be a huge part of what we're going to do. And uh, so he's going to, he might be flying on the radar right now, but look for Dom Henry to really make some noise. So, uh, and, and there's even more in that class as well. We've got a running back uh, uh, a kid named Talik that played for us this past year that'll that'll make some noise this year coming up. And uh, some guys on the defense side of the ball, not to leave them out. Uh, we've got Creed McClafferty, started at corner for us. Kenneth Ponzetti, uh, Zach Harmon. Uh, across the board, our sophomore class, uh, guys that are sophomores right now, It'll be juniors next year. Just excited for all those guys. Uh, you know, they're balled in. They're in the process right now of doing the work of changing the culture at Nice High School and getting it back to where it was in the glory days when, when old Tebow was around. And, and so that's our blueprint. And then we're putting a lot on those younger guys' shoulders to, to, to be, you know, our, our whole mantra moving forward as we talk about being different at Nice High School and they They've really embraced that, and they've been putting the work in, and uh, I'm just excited for what that group is going to accomplish in the next couple of years. It sounds like your your program is going to be amazing for two straight years now. You named a lot of athletes. It sounds right. like, like the future is only bright for Nice. For and, sure. And like for you sure. said, go back to the glory days when Tim Tebow was throwing the ball over there. That would be right. That would be an awesome thing to look forward to out here. No nice. doubt. So, yeah. Yeah, you named a lot of good ball players, which I'm going to put them on our radar as well. All those names you named, we're going to put them on our radar. Definitely look for sure. out for and, them. You know, there's there's even more, too. I didn't want to, for the sake of time, I'll probably I'd sit there and list, uh, you know, 30 or 35 sophomores if I could that all probably played a little bit on varsity this past year. What I'll do is I'll email you a list of our guys, and, and uh, they're, they're worth taking a look. But uh, I'm just, I'm excited for the future of Nice football and, and our growth and, you know, I've been here as a coach before. You know, we, we, we struggled this past year, never run from that, never hide from that. But, uh, you know, we're in one of the toughest 8A districts in the state. You know, you talk about playing teams, uh, quality teams, too, that are well-coached and talented. You know, you got Bartram High School. you got Mandarin, Sandalwood, Oakleaf. Uh, you know, we went toe-to-toe with those guys, and our guys didn't back down. I was proud of the way they fought all year long. The most important thing is our young guys are balled in. They've been working 
working, you know, extremely hard this off season, and, and now that we're at this critical time where everybody's being put to a halt, you know, the thing that we're already talking about uh, with our guys just over, you know, text and emails and group chats and whatnot is how are we going to respond to the situation we're put in? Because, again, everybody's in the same situation. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do when you have to adapt? And I'm excited for what our kids are already doing. And that's what I'll talk about, creating that mental toughness in the off season and doing this downtime. So when they come out, they're coming out ready to go. It's like it's going to be like they never miss a step because what are you putting in them during this time frame right now and getting them exactly. to understand and still buy into the program? They're going to come out ready to play with no excuses. Definitely, definitely. Hey, Coach, I have one more question for you. Yep. During this crisis, what advice can you give a student athlete like during this downtime? Um, yeah, probably going to be a little bit repetitive here, but uh, just kind of echo what I've what I've just said. If you're a student athlete right now, you know you look at the landscape across the country and really almost across the world. Everybody's in the same situation. Everybody's on lockdown. Everybody's on quarantine. You're not going to be in school probably for at least a month, if not more. The the challenge or, or the big decision to make is how are you going to respond to it? You can. Think about how, you know, terrible the situation is, how opportunities might have been taken from you or how hard it's going to be to get your work in, not going to be with your team, you're not going to be with your coaches. It would be easy to sit in the house all day and just do nothing and play video games and be on your phone 24-7, whatever the case may be. But the guys that will, you know, kind of flip the perspective and look at this from the angle of, well, how can I take advantage of this situation will be the ones that will make it out on top. You know, yeah, I have to have more self-discipline now. I've got to make myself get out the house and run and do push-ups and work out and do whatever I can do on my own. I can do the mental work on my phone, on my computer, watching film, you know, finding, you know, online programs that can make me better. Whatever the case may be, there's going to be plenty of opportunity out there. You're just going to have to go out and get it, you know, and the kids that will go out and be self-motivated and get it, um, then they're going to find that they can they can you know, make the best out of this current situation that we all find ourselves in. Thank you, Coach. Thank you for that. Uh, the community no will thank you for that as we get, begin to put this podcast out there for people to listen to. Um, on behalf of Underscouted Coach, I want to thank you for your time. Appreciate you dropping the knowledge. Appreciate you dropping by. And, man, much success in the future. I appreciate it, Corey. Anytime, man. Uh Again, appreciate you having me on and uh, wish you the best of luck. So uh, anytime, let me know. You guys, good luck to you and, and take care. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. We would like to give a thank you to our sponsors, Magaya Watches, Keeper Time in Sports, and Maria Adorno, Realtor of La Rosa Realty, helping families open doors to their dream homes. <laughs>